Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome back, everybody. It's 134 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. I'm currently uh, at a place called Vikings Lake. Viking Lakes, uh, which is uh, outside of both, technically outside of both Minneapolis and St. Paul. For years, the team stayed in uh, downtown St. Paul uh, at a legendary uh, hotel by the name of the St. Paul Hotel. All right. It is 135 in Edmonton Royal Pizza. Pizza past and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation uh, at Royal Pizza's The Mediterranean Chicken. Brendan Escott's a fan of the Texan. Reed Wilkins likes the meat lovers. We are going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. And welcome back to the show, NHL Insider, John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. Hello, John, how are you? Hey, Bob, how are you? Good. Before we get to hockey and all things involving the Edmonton Oilers and the National Hockey League, uh, have you been watching the World Cup? Got it on right now. Germany, Costa Rica, 2-2. Yep. Uh, spoiler alert. And Japan up 2-1 over Spain. Yeah, I so saw that too. In order for Germany to get through, they need Spain to get a tie against Japan. Uh, and then Germany has to beat Costa Rica. Now, Costa Rica is in CONCACAF. How would you assess Canada's performance all overall? Well... You know, I mean, we have we have weaknesses on the field. You know, I mean, we're not very good defending, and we're not. Yeah. Our midfield could be better. Um, and uh, I mean, thank goodness we scored, uh, you know, a couple of goals, or at least the ball went in the net a couple of times. That was good. Uh, you know, I'm disappointed that uh, that we didn't fare better, but you know, I'm looking forward to 2026. Yeah, uh, I think 13 of Team Canada's players were 25 and under. Yeah, uh, including so going all in the right their... direction. I'm, I, I, yeah. Listen, Bob, I'm a Herdman fan. I've talked to John enough. Uh, he's, a, he's a master motivator. I'm not sure what kind of tactician he is. Uh, he obviously had some success with the women's team, which is great. Um, but I think we're headed in the right direction. Uh, but right. I, I take some solace, but I, you know, I'm not big on participation ribbons. Yeah. No, and I mean it was clear that uh, in Canada played a high press, and they got counter-striked a couple times by some good teams, and probably, as it turned out, should have beaten Belgium. I think we can agree on that. Um, we can't finish, maybe, though, Bob. You know, we can't finish. 
Yeah, we have yeah. we have a difficult time finishing. That's that's the reality of what's going well, on. Jonathan David was very quiet in the tournament. Like he, yeah. there were some time, and, and this is a guy that plays in the French league and has uh, led the league and has, at times has been leading the league in uh, goal scoring, which is. Yep. No, I mean, PSG is basically playing with house money all the time because of the makeup of their team, and they just spread the ball around, you know, between, you know, Messi and yeah. Mbappe and, uh, and Neymar. Uh, all right, I want to, did you, did you see the piece written uh, by the CBC writer uh, about uh, the fact that, and, and the title said, is Alfonso Davies, uh, you know, basically, I forget the exact word they used, a celebrity an issue for Team Canada. Uh, it, it mentioned that Davies had not spoken in in terms of the the media in the mix zone. He did, of course, do the broadcasters uh, right stuff. Um, yeah. Did you yeah. see that piece at all? It got it got. Yeah. I mean, I, I just saw Colby Koch, who has got a little bit different perspective on things than some others out there. Um. It, he he kind of took issue with the writer. Uh, Mark Spector was on the show yesterday and uh, basically vehemently supported uh, Chris Jones, the writer of the piece. What was your take? Well, uh, you know, this is a platform now. I mean, when I talk platform, the World Cup is is something new to a lot of our our people on both sides, whether it be Soccer Canada or or the media. Uh, I did see Alfonso talk between games in the press conference in the main press center. Um, so from that perspective, I, I can understand uh, Davies doing what he's supposed to do in those scenarios. If he chooses at this point not to do individual interviews, that's his right. Uh, I, don't, I, I cannot speak to uh, how much access people have with Davies uh, when he's at Bayern. And how much, uh, how many, how much uh, there was to talk to him while he was at Bayern Munich? Uh, I, I don't have a problem with athletes during these times doing what they have to do. You know, and, and you, you mentioned broadcast situations. You know, there is a difference between being a rights holder and a media uh, representative, and uh, people need to understand that. And TSN and CTV pay a lot of money to be there. Yes. Um, so it, it, it's it's hard. It's difficult. Uh, all I want to say is that uh, Alfonso Davies would be on my team any day, and I wouldn't worry about the celebrity status. I am with you. And a 22-year-old kid, I'd factor that in. I also think it kind of reinforces the changing landscape of media. By the way, the Germans just scored. It's 3-2 now. Okay, so they need... Um, Japan, Spain needs to score against Japan. So, yeah, Spain needs to score against Japan. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I and I, I have some some empathy for writers who will play the neutrality card, and I always wonder where the perspective comes from. I mean, you know, the the reality of the situation is, you know, you have name and license recognition in NCAA football finally. For the athletes and that you know they should be getting that when you have coaches making eight to nine when you have average coaches like the guy at michigan state making nine and a half mil, uh, million bucks a year the student athletes should be paid in football versus that type of money out there from the schools yeah and um you know i 
I, I know for a fact that Davies probably would drive 90% of the merchandise sales for Team Canada. I have no idea on the sort of deals they had. And I also think that the Davies camp would probably have to protect uh, his name and uh, brand awareness on top of that. So yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. The, the other thing is, I, I, you know, as we talk about Canada getting to this level, the growing pains in every aspect of what's going on have to be respected. And, and when I say growing pains, you know, this is the first time uh, you know that uh, Soccer Canada has, has been able to sell at this level. This is the first time their media group has been had to deal with things at this level. Uh, the learning curve for everyone is steep, steep, steep Mount Everest, steep. And you know we're we're going to be better for it. We're going to be better for it next year when the women's World Cup is on. We're going to be better for it in in, in four years when we're uh, you know hosting ten games. So uh, I think there has to be some level of patience involved when it comes to learning curve. And I also don't like vilifying 22-year-old kids, as an aside. Well, you know, I mean, I, I don't have, you know, he's a professional athlete, Bob. He, he, he's a professional athlete uh, who, who probably understands that criticism comes with, the, with, with what he does. Sure. So there is an aspect of that you have to respect, too. I, sure, but I don't think his celebrity played a factor in undermining the success of the team. All right, uh, switching no, focus. No, his left foot did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, unf sure. I mean, and it's an interesting one. So we'll continue to monitor this as this goes on here. Uh, I want to switch focus. Speaking of broadcast rights, I had people ask me last night, why in the heck is a game starting at 8.52 Chicago time? Broadcast right holder, right? TNT had the game last night, and uh, it yeah. results in the orders. You know, John, we basically got in at three o'clock, and that's something you have to deal with as a team as well. And into Minnesota last night, so uh, we'll see what sort of juice up. What, what well, you it, it double-edged sword, Bob, because people are saying, "How come you know we need Connor and Leon need to get some exposure in the United States?" Bingo. Well, you know what? They got some exposure in the United States. The other thing is. Um, and this is something for, for fans to realize. Imagine living your life uh, as a playoff team in the central time zone. Because, you know, whether it's Chicago for those years in the first two rounds, St. Louis, Nashville, Dallas, they get pushed to 8.30 official start times, and which lead to 8.52 start times all the time in doubleheader scenarios. Uh, that is a fact of life in the central time zone, and it has been forever. So, uh, and I, you know, anybody that complains about, you know, start times, I, I'm not really too concerned about them. You know, start times are start times. It was 7:52 in Edmonton. That's yeah, a pretty good time I, I, to watch I a hockey game. I tell you, John, I think the TNT has a really good product. Okay, uh, I love their panel. Um, and they've got some really good play-by-play -play voices doing the games, uh, and so I think it's a pretty good product on, on TNT. So, and it's I think it's great the orders are on there, and they've yeah. taken a vested interest. Yep. You watching this Alex Formanton situation at all? Well, I haven't seen what's happened today. Um, well, you know, I mean, he's got till five o'clock Eastern time to sign. Right. So, um, you know, this is. One of those things where he's holding out, or he's, you know, there, there's a disagreement on the dollars that he wants, or 
I don't know. Is there something else at play? Yeah. Well, you know, he was on the 2018 World Junior Team. Yeah, but that's uh, you know what. That, let's. And, and, you know, let, I, I don't want to go there. Go. Bob, I know where you're going. Bob, go that's here. not fair. That's not fair. It's not fair. Until John, the investigation is finished, you didn't it's allow not fair. me to. You didn't allow me to qualify my statement. Yeah, but I mean, that, he but has you, not. You, you, he has not spoken at any point, which is his right. Because we don't know what's going on from the league. And what I was going to ask you is, have you heard anything at all about the league's investigation into it? Because the league was investigating the 2018 team. Well, I haven't. The Hockey Canada is still investigating, and so are the London City Police. Yeah. We haven't heard anything from anyone. Right. Since um, the things changed in the middle of summer. So that, that's why I, I kind of jumped on it. Because I just there's, there's nothing out there to, to formulate. Uh, until um, some sort of um, revelation comes out at whether it be through you know police services, Hockey Canada's right. second investigation, and then follow up with the National Hockey League. Yeah, I mean at at this stage, it certainly does look like it's similar to the Nylander situation with the holdout. Of course, Nylander went right to the final day, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And 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 won and won exactly what he wanted to get, and now it looks like a great deal <laughs> when you think about it well, for the way Will Nylander plays, and he's at six point nine million dollars. So, it, it, John, it, it is. I think it's got to be a little bit surprising to people out there that the Maple Leafs don't have Morgan Riley, Jake Muzzin, and T.J. Brody, and they've done what they've done here over the last fifteen games. Yes, and here you know it's funny. We had Scotty Bowman on the show on Tuesday. Um, and and Scotty talked in in great terms about how impressed he has been with the Maple Leaf forwards helping with team defense, particularly Austin Matthews playing a 200-foot game. Uh, the other aspect to it is um, the two young Swedish defensemen, Sandin and Ulgren, really have taken full advantage of what's going on, and it's very impressive. Uh, and and that can only augur well for the for the club when some of their veteran players come back because Sandine and Littlegren have been very good. Uh, Justin Hall has been very good. There there are lots of positives going on defensively in front of two goaltenders now, and these are the two goaltenders that they you know that they had planned to have all season, and this, and only for the second time all year long were they in the lineup together, which was last night. So from that perspective, you know, Samsonov and Murray are, uh, have, are, are doing the job that was expected of them. John, great stuff. Thanks for joining us here in Oilers Now. I'm not, I, I, I'm not barking at you, Bob. I'm just trying to be fair. You jumped in between. I didn't get a chance to finish the, the question that I had. <laughs> I know, it was just for you to work your sources on that. I mean, yeah. you have you know you have guys that you uh, technically used to work for in the National Hockey League, and that you they take these matters very seriously. They're yeah. doing their investigation. Hockey Canada's doing theirs. London Police, and again, Batherson's an interest. Or sorry, Batherson. Um, Formerton's he's an interesting guy because he can really skate, and he's not a timid player. Yeah. Um, you know, led the league in shorthanded goals last year. And Ottawa, I mean, what Ottawa needs for him is a defenseman. I think we can agree on that. I just don't know if there's one there. It is a little odd that it's gone this long. Well, um, it wouldn't surprise me to see him sign in the KHL tomorrow. So There we go. That if real, if, uh, and I don't even know how you get there. I mean, we, we've kind of forgotten that we have sanctions against that country.
<laughs> That's a whole other story. John, great stuff. Okay. See ya. It is 149 in Edmonton. We'll return with this day in Oilers history when we return. Fred has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Says, I had tonight's game circled for a long time. I'm scared we might have many liberties taken against us because we don't have a deterrent. George is right. The Oilers need some toughness. Three out of seven against the Wild. Hope we don't end up with any more serious injuries. Well, uh, we'll see. It's going to be an interesting one, to say the least, what Edmonton takes on. Um, Minnesota tonight. Uh, we are going to go to this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. Give the gift of travel. Join Oilers now in Vegas in January to see the Oilers play the Golden Knights. Visit NewWestTravel.com for more information. What do you got, Brendan? We'll go back to 1996. Oilers defenseman Kevin Lowe becomes the 30th player in NHL history to appear in 1,200 games. But the Anaheim Mighty Ducks knock off Edmonton 4-2. Lowe finished with a dash two on the night while Marius Tchaikovsky and Todd Marchand scored the goals. All right, uh, tonight, uh, in, in an hour, I hop on the bus uh, and we head over to the XL Energy Center. The face-off show will begin at 4.30. The puck drop is at 6 o'clock Edmonton time. Tomorrow's show, joining us, uh, will be from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Abe's Door Service, Elliot Friedman. We are going to go off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3. And then the 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jay Lynn Nye, again uh, t- today from 3 until 4.30. Back at you at 435 from the XL Energy Center. So long, everybody.